Welcome back to Terminal Satan. This is episode 59. I am Jacob Ledoux. I'm the host. And with me, I have my guest. Measure Masada. Measure Masada. You know, it's funny back in the early days when I was like originally pushing for saying our names, you made a point that was like, well, they can already see our names like on the podcast description. Yeah. They know our names. And I was like, oh, I guess you're right. But then I thought about it later. I'm like, yeah, but they don't know which voice is which name. I realized like, because that's actually a problem I've had with other podcasts is like, they'll say the names, but I'm like, I don't know who's who. Or especially it's even worse. You know the names and the voices, but then you see a photo of them like on Twitter or something and you're like, (laughs) <laughs> which one's which <laughs> and I'm always wrong I'm always wrong matching up the names to the faces that's funny because you, you do like that stereo stereotyping thing where you're like oh the deep voice is like that guy who's like a little bit yep you know he's downturned bigger Ro- rotund you know, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Ro- what, what did you say the rotund uh, okay <laughs> yeah so um oh yeah uh, you can say our email oh contact us at contact at terminalsane.com indeed with all your loon pictures and no, your no, numbers. those don't go there. Those go in loon oh, at terminalsatan.com. L O O N at T E R M I N A L and then the satan.com part. <laughs> why, why did you do that? Just to be very specific. The loons go there, everything else goes to the contact email. How's it going, Measure? How are you doing this week? Well, I just bummed out because I just I just screwed up the intro again. <laughs> I tried legitimately. Not you try, up. you try. Oh my god. Oh, doing good. Doing good. Yeah. Good, good, yep. good. Getting ready for the big move. That's about it, though. Yeah. Super secret surprise that we've already talked about. Three times. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just, um, just a moment ago, I was running my one wheel down the street. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as I was, go- like, at the end of my road, it's like this steep thing that goes down to a main highway. Um, it's like a steep hill. And um, I was riding down that hill, and a truck was coming up. He waved at me, and I waved back. And then as I got down to the bottom of the hill, I turn, I turn around, and, you know, I glide back up the hill, you know, not pushing with my feet. Not like swimming through the air or anything, which, you know, going up the hill, right? Right, right. And he stopped in his truck on the side of the road. I pull up to him and he's, he's got like questions, right? And then the first question he asks is, does that thing have a motor in it? And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, well, either it does or like you just witness an act of God. Because <laughs> I just freaking flew up the hill, no effort required. It's it's funny the questions that people ask sometimes. I guess I guess that's a valid question seeing you go down, but then he I guess he was yeah, too busy thinking of his question as you came up. Like maybe. And then like he's like maybe there's a pedal that yeah, you're maybe, stepping on. Maybe there's a flywheel <laughs> that gets spun up yes. as I go down the hill yes. that releases the energy back up the hill. Right, right. Yeah, that could sure. work. You know there's actually I've seen videos of like people mod bikes to put in flywheels. So like oh. you slow down like it basically adds regenerative braking cuz you slow down into the flywheel. And then you can use that to accelerate again later. It's oh, kind of interesting. That, yeah, but doesn't it? Yeah, but then your like inertia goes up, right? Not inertia. Like it takes more energy to get to accelerate if you have that, right? Oh no, no, no! Because it's like it's not engaged all the time. Oh, it's oh, disengaged duh, okay. by default. And then if you want to use it to slow down, you engage it like with a clutch, basically. Oh. It's like an inverse clutch because you pull the clutch to engage it versus disengage it. But, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's a it great is, idea. It is a great idea. I don't think it works all that well in practice from what I've seen. Right, that but it's, would it's make such sense. a cool idea. Though. It's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. It would make sense that that's not the. Also, you're probably taking so little energy out of your your. Yeah, 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 exactly. It takes a lot of energy to accelerate you too. Yeah, and also you just lose energy at every step of the process. So <laughs> that's really where most of it goes, probably. Exactly, and also you're just adding weight. So maybe maybe it's a bad the idea. The weight, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the weight thing. In conclusion, it's probably not a good idea. Also, Anyways. usually if you're slowing down on a bike, you're slowing down to turn. 
And then, but if you're slowing down by putting all that energy into a massive gyroscope that weighs like 40 pounds, mm-hmm. it's going to make turning a little bit more difficult. Right. That would make sense. And make everything all twisty. You're throwing off that rotation axis and whippity do. So, Measure, speaking of wheeled materials, wheeled transport, we need to utensils. stop with the wheeled transport. <laughs> no, I got, last, I got one more thing. The last four I got one more thing of, about it. Of one wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One episode per wheel. <laughs> so, you know, I've been riding around, right? Right, right. We're, we're going to be, you know, roommates, but you you don't have anything to ride on, right? Right. Because I got a one wheel. You don't have a one wheel. As of now, yes. Yeah, as of now. Well, as of before. so i I was i was looking around i was i was looking at some shops yesterday i was hanging around i was in burlington you know doing my thing with christian and um i found i found this little thing and i was you know it was like a little pint-sized thing it's a pretty good deal at the store and i was riding around inside the store i'm like you know what measure doesn't have anything to write on maybe i'll grab this for measure so i got this little you know little pint size you know you, you lean around and you go around it's a what (laughs) <laughs> so Ezra, I got you a scooter. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a one wheel. It's actually got two wheels. I, I was I was at like I basically I was at Played Against Sports, which is like a, a thrift shop for sports items. And then Christian was looking for rollerblade bra- uh, brakes, uh-huh. and I was like kind of bored looking at rollerblades. Yeah. So I was walking around, and I saw this little scooter thing—not a little scooter, it's like a bigger scooter. And I'm like, oh, that thing's kind of interesting. So I was like riding it around the store, just you know, doing my thing. And but it's it's got like the big wheels on it. Okay. And then it's also it had like this massive lever on the back, like where the like where the razor brake would be. Yeah. I'm like, what the heck is this thing? And also I saw a chain on the tire, but it's not electric. So I'm like, what the heck is it's this? A step crank. You, yeah, you step on it. It's like like freaking you know back in the day on the, the train tracks yeah, where they would push the, the railroad crank. Car yeah, but thing. you push on the back and it, oh and it pushes God. you forward. That's actually awesome. And it's got a little brake like that on the front, so it's got like disc brakes, I think, or friction brakes. Wait, I'm actually hyped for that. Thank you. That's <laughs> and it was awesome. it was only like it was like thirty to forty dollars. It was like really cheap. Wow. I was expecting it to be like a hundred dollars or right, something. Right, right, right. So I'm like, yeah, I'll just grab this freaking scooter while I'm here. That's so funny. <laughs> oh so, my god. So you could ride that around a little bit. That's so funny. <laughs> That's a really funny idea. That'll hold you over. That will hold me over. That's pretty cool. I'll I don't even know what you'd call that thing. Just it's just a scooter. It's just a scooter. Yeah. I'll call it a crank scooter to specify that it has that little foot thing. I'll crank scooter to work every day. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, you, I mean, you could, you could. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so that's all I had to say about that. I just want, I just saw, I just impulsively bought a scooter that was used because <laughs> I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. It would be cool. It's because it's got the chain attached to the the wheel, right? Yeah, it'd be cool to mod that with like a little motor. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. For uh, now, it's got the little crankshaft. For, for me, I need a quite a powerful motor. <laughs> yeah, well, it could be like a boost, like you know, you oh. push and it boosts you a little bit, yes, like yeah, an yeah. assistive motor. I like that. Yeah, which is just another way to say a really weak motor <laughs> that can't push you. <laughs> it's an assistive motor. Assistive <laughs> motor. Yeah. There you go. Okay, so you've been running around on your one wheel. Have you have you developed one wheel Spotify playlists? Oh, I actually started on that before I got it because <laughs> I'm that kind of person. Right, right, right. I've got like a playlist and no, I've got a folder of playlists in Spotify yeah, where yeah. I was putting my uh, one wheel playlist. I'm not, I haven't really developed them very far yet. It's, I'm having trouble figuring out what direction it's supposed to be because originally I was thinking like sort of skate inspired with like, you know, pop punk stuff and, you know, more of that kind of thing. But then I kind of went in like a, a cruising direction where it's like kind of chiller tracks mm-hmm. that are just like when you're going on a long ride. And then I was like, oh, maybe it should be like DNB and shit like that, or it's a little bit more hype. I haven't figured it out yet. So I have like a bunch of stub playlists. That I don't I know what really... DNB is. 
Oh, it's drum and bass. It's oh, like, oh yeah, okay, okay. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like upbeat EDM stuff that's really fast, like one seventy BPM or so. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you, you listen to any artists that are good for one wheeling? Um, in in specific, not so much. But I did, was watching a, a like an ad for one wheel the other day when they were making the one wheel pint. They brought it to an artist, like a musician, and showed it to him. And his name was Tycho. And um, he was making music and then he was writing it. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll look up this guy because yeah. I've heard of him before. I like listen to some of his music and I listened to one of his albums. I'm like, oh, this would actually be really, really great for like background music. That's if awesome. you're going on a, like a chiller ride. You know, halfway through Tycho, I thought you were going to say Tyga. And I was like, Tyga. dear God, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, rap kind of goes okay with it. Ty dollar sign. Ty dollar, <laughs> yeah. What what's up with like the ASAP thing? What is that about? Like I've seen know. so many artists with like ASAP, but with like the dollar sign S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they related? I've not been keeping up with rap. <laughs> I have no okay. idea. They're all related, and all the littles are like they have corresponding big somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, there's the inverse. <laughs> yeah, there's the big yin and the yang, big pump, big pump. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have a song recommendation for the one wheels though. You gotta okay. listen to Journey's Wheel in the Sky. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> that song is so hilarious. I can't. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. <laughs> no, I don't think Journey goes very well. I don't think Journey goes great. Uh, Synthwave, yeah, I think, goes pretty well, but it's got to only be at nighttime. You can't listen to it in the daytime, I oh, think. Oh, fair point. Okay, I, I can see that. I can see it. More urban areas. Yeah, yeah. so I, I guess I'm, I'm working on that. Um, when I start riding with other people, I think I'll, I'll really delve into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think AirPods, you can... I've never tried this because, I mean... I guess I never got around to it, but they added a feature years ago where like you can share your audio with other people with AirPods. So like multiple people can listen oh, to the same thing. That's cool. I don't know. I could try that. Good question though. That was interesting. Thank you for my for acknowledging my contribution. <laughs> now what other contributions can you provide at this time? Uh, <laughs> nothing. I'm trying to... Um, have you heard of the Backrooms? Yes. Oh, yes, I have. You have heard of them? Yes. I, I was actually... I was... I first was turned on to this um, back when it first, the liminal space idea first started becoming popular. Wait, what's, I fr- is liminal, s- okay, well, so I the hear liminal space. is like a subset of liminal spaces. Oh. It's like a specific idea within that category. Really? In my head, they're completely separate. You want to explain how they're connected? How they're connected? Well, they're connected in the sense that liminal spaces was like this, like aesthetic or, you know, sort of theme that was going around. Okay. And the okay. back rooms was one specific, it was like a story Inspired by one specific photo, oh, that um sort of turned into its own like subculture. Yeah, that, that so makes sense. That went further than liminal spaces. Yeah, but liminal spaces themselves were so interesting to me because they triggered that that same thing that some horror things do with me, where it like reminds me of dreams I had as a kid, where it was like these liminal spaces are like. I guess this is kind of what they, but they're meant to do that. So this is more like not just me, but like that's their idea, is that they sort of remind you of your like your sort of faded memories and just like bewilderment as a kid of like these large open like nameless spaces with like nobody around right and like just not knowing what anything is everything looks the same looks like it goes on forever that kind of thing is so cool i find that like i actually really really enjoy looking at those photos liminal spaces again it hasn't triggered it for me but Mm -hmm. I, i do like the idea yeah, um, like the abandoned hotels and like the long corridors with like nameless rooms that are like lit by incandescent bulbs. <laughs> oh, you know what's actually interesting? I, I we'll go back to liminal spaces. I just wanted to point this out. Recently, I was thinking about it. Like incandescent bulbs are like illegal now to a certain extent. Like I, they made it illegal for I think for like you know I think for selling uh, like the regular overhead light size or whatever. Really? Or they, they've been that way for actually a long time. So I was thinking like we grew up with incandescent bulbs. 
and we also saw the shift and now incandescent bulbs are no longer a thing in like, you know, large scales. I didn't know that they were not a thing Apparently anymore. George Bush Jr., you know, back in like 2004, put in like a, a, a law that was supposed to pass like years, a couple years later. But basically he banned them. Wow. So this was a long time ago. I, I didn't just know that. Having to replace light bulbs all the time back then. <laughs> they they still go, are around though. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Like in... I, I forget what the details are. Okay, but okay. Like, it used to be like all of the the bulbs like in your ceilings were incandescent. Right. Now they're not. That's, they were I they mean. were like they were like in, um not incandescent. They were fluorescent. Fluorescent for a while, like the little two ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now we went to LEDs, yeah, which is way better. Mm -hmm. Fluorescent was like a weird in between. There's actually a lot of crazy science that goes into making a fluorescent bulb turn on instantly, like they did. Right. It's very interesting, actually. But I'm not gonna get into that because I don't know the details. Fair I enough. recommend looking into it. Um, anyway, back to liminal spaces. <laughs> backrooms are pretty cool, though. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For the uh, for the listeners, um, the backrooms were like from from my knowledge, there's like a YouTube channel that was posting all these videos. And oh, about I know what you're talking about. Who um, no clip like a video game into a, another like separate dimension, and it's like full of like an endless maze of what seemed to be like um, like a facility that's abandoned almost, and it gives you that feeling that like. This is, a, it, I don't know, I, I honestly, I'm having a hard time it, yeah, describing it is. this. It's kind of like an abandoned office building that doesn't have like really much of any furniture or anything in, distinct at all. It's yeah. just very bland and, and like uninspiring. But it's not like, like you said, facility, which is true, but it's also like not industrial or, right. or like anything like that. It's not even like run down. It's just empty. Yeah, you know? it's empty. And that's like the part that's creepy. It's yeah. it, gives you, it gives you familiar vibes. You're like, I know what a light is. I know what walls mm -hmm. are. I know what a chair is. But it's like, it's almost, it's formulated in a way that doesn't have a purpose. Yes. And so it gives you that feeling like this is another dimension. It's really creepy. Why are the lights on? Like who's maintaining exactly. this? What is this used for? There's all the questions that pop yeah. through. Yeah. It kind of, it triggers a similar thing to early like AI generated images. A couple of years ago when they first started delving into that, they were able to generate images that like if you blurred your eyes, you're like, oh, this all makes sense. That looks like a real photo. But then if you actually look at each individual part, there's nothing of that you can recognize. There's no yeah. real objects or anything. So yeah, like, it gives you really... the feeling of looking at something real, but it's but you can't actually identify anything in the image. And it, like he he hit that on the head. Like it's really trippy. You look at it and you're like, oh yeah, that's a the blah blah blah. But as soon as you look at any detail, you're like, it it doesn't look right at all. So how does the collection of all this wrong make something that looks right? It's really creepy. Yeah, it is. It's been, there's so much weird trippy art now and I love that. Yeah. I love that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you say that, I, I actually, I got um, Dolly 2 access recently. Yeah. I got to like start generating some liminal spaces. I want to see what it comes up with. That's a good idea. That'd be really, really mm -hmm. fun. We've generated the POW. The POW, <laughs> we have. <laughs> I guess I can um, put that up on the website. Yeah, it might be worth it. It's a pretty good photo. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't notice. You know what's funny is I only saw a glimpse of that text and you said pow. I'm like, I wonder why he's saying pow. And I look at the picture. I'm like, oh, it's just a picture of a cow. And then I went on with my life. Mm -hmm. And then later I'm like, why did he send pow? And I look at it. I'm like, it's just a picture of a pig. And then I went off my life. <laughs> and then later I'm like, wait, is it a cow or is it a pig? And then it clicked. And I was yeah. like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little adventure with that one. I was about to give context about what a pow was for people who hadn't listened. So you just basically did that. Yep. It was Christian's <laughs> idea for a, a hybrid pig cow because he thought the meat would taste good. <laughs> <laughs> There's an actual layer of funny is that that was the purpose is that he just wanted meat. He wanted to eat the meat. Yeah. 
<laughs> we, we were like, what's, what's a good hybrid animal? And he picked two livestock animals. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Oh, oh that's, no. so, that's so funny. What would a pumin taste like? A pumin? <laughs> what oh, would that look like? Oh my God. Well, oh, you man. can find out. I, yeah, I wonder if Dolly has very strict like content restrictions um, that like try to keep you from generating anything that might be, you know, very offensive or inappropriate. Too far, in my opinion. But I'm, I'm curious if I could get away with generating like half human, half animal hybrids. <laughs> <laughs> if it would catch on to that. I, I, get rid of censorship. We should be able to generate anything we want. Oh, I mean, I totally agree. I totally agree. I just, I, under, I understand the implications of why they do that. And I also yeah, hate I that it. they do that. I know it's lame. So uh, yeah, that sucks. How are we supposed to do cool stuff if we don't have the freedom to generate anything? I think we're just, we're in that awkward period where like, they're the only ones with access to this technology, so that's limited. Right. But then, it, you know, give it time; it'll be out there. There'll be open source versions, and then you can do whatever you want. Right. We just gotta, we just gotta wait a little bit, basically. I know. And honestly, I'd rather have the early access that's limited than not having access at all, which was kind of one of my fears of like they just sort of keep it to themselves, right? It sounds like you're being controlled by them, Jacob. You gotta open your mind. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'd rather have a power image now. <laughs> Then, then wait for all the cool images that are you know. Later. No, yeah, I, know, I know, I know. But yeah, it gets it gets a little overzealous with like reading the text prompts. Like right. I typed in like sticker. Like I, I was, it has this editing feature where you can paint over parts of an image and tell it to regenerate. The, you know what's in there, right? Differently, but the way it works is you have to describe the entire image as a whole, and then it'll generate that little bit that you painted out. Right. And so I was I was trying to like I had this sticker bomb wallpaper. And I wanted to see what kind of stickers it would generate if I just painted over the empty parts. And so to describe the image, I had to say sticker bomb for part of it because oh, like that's the idea. Right. It didn't like that. Right. <laughs> it, 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 bl it blocked that image from being generated, even <laughs> though it's totally harmless, but it has bomb in it. So they're like, no. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, yeah. It's funny because it's like the most advanced like AI company around and like they see bomb and <laughs> they can't realize the context. <laughs> <laughs> like some video games are better at that than they are for censorship. And also... The thing is, is it's totally autonomous and you can't like say, you can't override it and say, no, 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 I know what I'm doing here. Like th this was a false positive. You can't even report a false positive. And furthermore, the text it gives you is continued, I don't know, if, if you keep like violating that, they'll automatically block your account from using the API. Wow. And it's like, really? You're not going to get any humans involved here? That would annoy me. Yeah, if I, got, if I got blocked for typing sticker bomb and other things, like there's a couple, I've already had a couple of those where like I'll say something innocent and it'll think that it's really bad. <laughs> they got to work on that. They do have to work on that. That's a real bummer. Mm -hmm. It's really restrictive. Speaking of video games, I've been playing through a Visage. Have you heard of Visage? No. Is that V-I-S-A-G-E? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a highly rated horror game. And so I was excited to play it. And I've been widely disappointed. Oh no! Game. It's the problem is it's like it's supposed to be really hard. So you go through this like haunted house and you see ghosts and whatever, and then you like pick up items. But it immediately became a puzzle game, and so oh, like they, they give you that. codes. You have to find shit that's vaguely hidden everywhere. And because of that, it ruined the the horror experience. If you haven't noticed, I've been in a, like a horror kick. It ruined the horror experience because I'm too busy thinking about the puzzles to be scared of anything. And so like anytime <laughs> a ghost shows up, I chase it. I'm like, hey, do you know how to, to fix the code yeah. thing? Like there's clocks. All the clocks say 333. And I'm like, that's got to mean something. So I'm putting 333 <laughs> into everything with a number based system. And then they gave me more numbers. I found this, this, uh, um, audio cassette and there's pieces of paper and they're like, oh, this person had schizophrenia and there's numbers everywhere. It's these the sequence of numbers. So what the problem was they introduced like eight different puzzles that you have to solve simultaneously. And it, it's just like, if you're going to preoccupy my brain, I'm not going to be scared of anything because I'm too busy thinking about how everything works. 
And so like, I don't know. I feel like it lost that horror aspect. And they, 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 they touch and go with the, with the horror. Every now and then you see something. Every now and then there's a thingy, but nothing actually ever happens. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm just going to go about my day and ignore it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? absolutely. It, it becomes too much of a background element if you're only like a glimpse of a thing. That's another thing is like, it, if you're being haunted by something, but you're so fucking preoccupied with these puzzles, sometimes it'll just be more annoying. It's like, get out of my way. I almost solved this puzzle and this freaking ghost just messed me up. <laughs> you oh know? no, you're exactly right. It's I, like, I've been more annoyed. Like, yeah, you hey, just get annoyed. Yeah. Stop bothering me. I honestly think that and honestly I've had that experience a lot with horror horror games horror movies where it works really well for somebody but it doesn't work at all for me or vice versa right um, but I think horror experiences need to be kept short and just have more of them because once you get over like the initial surprises and everything you kind of just get used to it and it doesn't scare you anymore yeah, it goes down if just sticking in one game for 40 hours is not going to work with a horror game you're not going to be scared by the end of that yeah no, you're just going to be trudging on through it Especially if they have to fill all like the mindless middle parts with like freaking puzzles and like bullshit like that hide and seek shit. Yeah, and as as you said, um, with the with the horror versus annoyance, um, a huge element of the game is light. You have to stay next to light so that your sanity is there. Oh, I hate the sanity things too. Like, I don't like sanity things. Yeah. And um, and, and while I'm trying to solve the puzzle, you have light, right? But a, a big paranormal element of it is that they'll flip off lights. So I'll be trying to read something, I'll yeah. be trying to solve a puzzle, and they'll turn off my light, and I'll spend 10 minutes finding a light bulb <laughs> or a candle. Oh, you have to manually fix I it? I have to manually find <laughs> lights. So I just feel like an electrician yeah. while I'm trying to solve things, and I'm like, this is just noxious. Yeah, it's not scary. You're just like, <laughs> fuck you. Yeah, yeah. Stop turning my light off. <laughs> the circuit breaker just blew again. <laughs> That's funny. Dude, that's a horror is such it, <laughs> when it it either works but like or it doesn't and the second it doesn't work it's either annoying or hilarious <laughs> and it's not it's not like slightly it's not slightly scary it's just like not scary at all. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah. I, I was just bummed out cuz it's such a high rated game. It's like, "Oh, everyone's like this is so scary." And then I'm playing it like, "Stop turning my lights off." So do you think you're going to finish it or are you just done with it? Uh, I don't know. I'm still on the fence about it cuz part of me feels like insulted that I can't solve these puzzles because <laughs> I'm like, hmm. What do you think an example of horror done well is? I like chase scenes. I, I don't know if I, I've, we've talked, we've probably talked about it in Halloween specials, but yeah. I'll keep talking about it because it's, it's something I believe in. Quick paced chase scenes. If you're being chased by something that is optimum fear, but there has to be an element where you actually need to get away from the thing chasing you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It can't just be a sequence where, um, you just hit certain buttons or you oh, go I see. a certain so way. So you need to like use your creativity to yes, get away? you have to use your creativity okay. to get away. And it has to be quick because too many chase scenes are slow lumbering thing behind you. Mm-hmm. It, it, for me, it loses the presence because it's slow. I, I think when something's quicker, it, it gives you a much more quicker like adrenaline rush. And then pairing that with the horror, I think it's more effective for me. I, I think I got to disagree slightly with the slow thing though. Okay. Because with, when something's slow, it's like it's always looming there. But it gives you more time, especially as like if it was a game or in a movie, it gives you more time to require the player, the protagonist to do stuff that they have to like stop and do really quickly before they can keep moving. Yeah. And then as you know, every time they stop, they see this thing slowly approaching them. From my mind immediately goes to Terminator, like the original, yeah. ter- the first Terminator movie. He's like, I mean, obviously in the beginning, he's riding motorcycles, but <laughs> later <laughs> in the movie, he's mo- like mostly just walking slowly after he loses his like skin and everything. Yeah. And like it's that was the scariest part of the entire movie is when she's being chased to that factory and he's like being broken down and slowly coming after her and no, she's like trying to crawl away. So I agree with you and I, like I get that I get that and that does sound like it should be scarier. But for whatever reason, I'm I'm just kind of 
I, I, I've only been more, I, I'm sorry. I found a way to rationalize that and like keep my calm when that happens. So I think the quicker pace stuff I is see. what I, is, is what my hunger is mm-hmm. for in hunger games. Like something like scurrying at me really quick. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. So you also, as we've talked about, you can't give the protagonist a way to fight back that you have to be no, avoid no, or hide. Yeah. Cause anytime I can fight it, I will, <laughs> I'll just be like, ha ha. Even if it doesn't work and like, and I die, I'm just yeah. be like, well, at least I can try. Yeah. It, it humanizes the, or not humanizes, but it makes the enemy weaker. Yeah, it does fight back. in concept. And you don't want to ever do that. Again, going back to Terminator, like the, the whole thing was you cannot fight back that yeah, thing. Yeah. Like no matter what you did, it just kept coming. Yep. That was really cool. Oh man, I, I just, I love that. That's like probably one of my favorite horror movies, if not my favorite one. It's well done. That's a well done concept. Really bitching movie. <laughs> um, but less conceptually, what would you recommend in terms of horror games to people, you know, that actually work or, or execute well? Outlast. Uh, everyone knows it though. Outlast. Mm-hmm. It was a good game. One and two or just one? Uh, I don't remember one too much. Oh, just two. I only played through parts of it, but one is probably better. Mm-hmm. I just haven't played through the whole thing. Outlast two, I played through. I really like that game mm-hmm. because like it's like not open world, but like the enemies are free roam. They're just there and you have yes. to get away from them. Yeah. Um, they, they needed to pick it up a little bit, um, make the enemies a little more dangerous than they were. Like I, I just used my uh, Call of Duty zombies skills and just like circle shit. And then I go <laughs> another way. Really? Like, I'll, 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 like I'm, I'm good at like angling them off into a corner and then like finding a, a passage passage out. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm good at using my environment to get away from things. <laughs> so you, you weren't even like being stealthy. You were just sort of you, you, abuse you, the AI a little that's bit. That's when the AI finds oh, you. Most yeah. of ninety percent of the time, you're being stealthy. You're like in mm-hmm. the bushes and listening for them, and it's really cool and it's well done. And the characters are cool. Yeah, really creepy story. Um, uh, my biggest complaint with Outlast Two is they had this whole sequence about like it's like a flashback. It's like a, like trying to tell a story from before. So you keep flashing back to the school. Those were the most boring scenes. Mm-hmm. Boring part of the story. You're just going through a school exploring and I'm like, I don't know what's useful. I'm just, it's, it wasn't good. That The school sequences were awful in that game. I think that's one of the biggest flaws of narrative games is a lot of the times it feels like you have on time and off time. We're yeah. like, the on time was like, I'm having fun. This is the meat of the game. And the off time is, why am I watching this? Why am I doing this? This is not interesting. Yeah. It's just filler content, right? It's filler content. And you're, you're sitting there like, do I have to open every drawer and yes. open every closet? And mo- I don't know what's interactable, what isn't interactable. Do I actually need it to progress the game? Mm-hmm. Like that shouldn't be the objective of the game is to sift through your your world. It should be like, you yeah. Know, yeah. The, 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 the gameplay should be more interactive. I only know one game developer that I've like that I've ever played games from that have consistently been only on time. Every other game I've ever played from anybody else has always had off time. Right. Valve is the only developer I've ever played where it's like the entire time is like peak. Yeah. You're not you're not you know doing stuff that you don't want to be doing. I respect that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to go. That's why they haven't made a game in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give them the leeway because they put so much effort into it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess Nintendo comes kind of close, but there's there, you know. That's Nintendo. Not every level in Mario, you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> yeah, definitely downtime still. I feel like Outlast was a little bit of a cop out answer. It's a that's a good one. Um, that's that's the answer I was expecting off the record. <laughs> I sort of just primed you for that. The Resident Evil games have been pretty good, but it still has that element of you're you're too busy trying to solve puzzles. Yeah. Um. And um. But the Resident Evil games are pretty good. Um. That's all I can say. Honestly, the rest of them have been 
ultimately disappointing. Every time puzzles comes up in games, like we have that not cringe reaction, but you're like, oh, there yeah. they are, the shit things. God damn. But it. like, I also need to take a step back and realize that like all these puzzles are actually just shit puzzles. Like, there's good puzzles in games. There are puzzle games that are amazing, and you're like, you're loving the puzzles. Right. The the problem with all these games is that the puzzles suck. Yeah. And they're not interesting. No, they're, they're repetitive. Not. They're boring. Or they take way too long sometimes. Yeah. And then there's also the other end where you're like Skyrim, where the puzzle is <laughs> there's three animals above the door. One of them fell off. Where is it? Oh, <laughs> yeah. it's on the ground. Okay, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I know the code now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or like this this door is locked. You need to find a key. Like motherfucker, do I really need to find a key? <laughs> I know. Like that's ooh. Doom. That's Doom. Doom is like, the, you have the on time of, I'm going to fight all these demons. The yeah. off time is, where the fuck is the key card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it. That, Doom is like the ultimate on off time game. Yeah. 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 Because the, the juxtaposition between them is the so... biggest delta. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, boom, bam. Oh my God, shoot. I a demon kill. And then it's just like, I went over there. I've walked to this corridor so many times. I've checked the rock over there. God damn it. Oh, it's a long ass hallway. No. You have to check every corpse. Like, is that a corpse I've killed or a corpse that was placed there? Yeah. Like, I have no idea. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Especially the original Doom, every corridor has the same texture. <laughs> <laughs> the original Doom, it's the same fucking image the whole oh way my down. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really funny. That's really funny. <laughs> and you feel like, oh, this is not part of the game. Like, part of the game experience isn't supposed to be. Every the music is gone and you're yeah, like walking. I was gonna say it's not just the gameplay; it's also the music is like heavy metal when you're fighting, and yeah. then just ambient like noises yeah. <laughs> for the rest of it. <laughs> like even the music takes a break for the off time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so funny. It's funny when you like play through a game and there's a corpse that was supposed to jump scare you, but you know it already. So you just walk in and you start <laughs> shooting it and it dies. And you're Dude, like, yeah, fuck in you. freaking Fallout 4, they would do that a lot with like ghouls because there'd be dead ghouls and there'd be living ghouls that are going to wake up and scare you. But the thing is, that as I would walk into a room, their lighting system is a little bit janky. So the dead <laughs> ghouls would be like lit like the environment and the live ghouls would be like slightly brighter. <laughs> So I would just like pick them off with a silence yeah. pistol before I entered the room. Yeah. That's really it's, funny. There's a really weird like decision in, in the Bethesda games, the recent ones, where like they add character lighting. So like for every NPC that's alive, there's like invisible lights that hover around and like rim light them basically mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to try to make it, you know, stylized. Yes. But it just makes you able to pick out anything that's alive basically. No, I, I know what you're talking about. I think I've played Dead Space and similar stuff has happened. Mm -hmm. I think it was Dead Space. Um, there is a game I have to spoil, but shout out. It's called uh, A Way Out. It's a uh, oh, two player prison gate break yeah. game. Yeah, very. That was a very good game. It was really fun. I haven't played that. I've seen videos of people playing it though. Yeah, it's also it's another like a lot of puzzles, but it's not too crazy. Um, mm -hmm. It's a little slow at the beginning, but it picks up and the ending is phenomenal. That was a really well done ending. Oh. Yeah. I, see, the thing is, I, I was watching this video series, like um, it's a YouTube channel called Node. They were playing it. Yeah. They didn't finish it. <laughs> they like right up to the very end. And then like the, that was the last video. The ending was the best part of the game. What was the ending? Should I spoil it? Spoil it. Everybody skip forward. Spoil alert. So the whole game is, it's a prison break. You're, you're, you play, there's a two-player campaign. One player plays one guy. One player plays the other guy. Yeah. And um, th that's the whole game. You work together. You solve puzzles together. You fight guys together. And um, you break out. And then you go try to kill this guy named, uh, I forgot his name. Henry, Corey, Hallie. I don't know. Something like that. Anyways, you kill him, blah, blah, blah. You move on. The final sequence, right? 
um, after you kill the guy that you've been trying to kill together, is it's revealed one of you is an undercover cop. Oh shit! And what happened was, um, the the other guy was jailed because the guy you killed left him to get kept caught by the cops. Yeah, there was there was like a they had a, some precious uh, diamond that they stole and they were selling it. And then that Henry Halley guy shoots the guy they were selling it to and leaves one, one of the characters to be jailed. That's like the other guy. Mm-hmm. The person he shot was the other character's brother and he's a cop. He was an undercover cop. Oh. Did I explain that properly? I think I went all over the I, place. I was able to pick it up. Was, <laughs> yeah. The guy who was shot was an undercover cop that was the brother of the, the other character. And so that's how both of the characters are linked. Oh. One was left to be arrested. The other one was an undercover cop whose brother was shot by the guy. And so it's revealed that he's an undercover cop and um, the whole ending sequence is you versus your other player. Oh, you actually fight each other? You fight each other. (laughs) So like like you had bulletproof vests and guns from Mm -hmm. the previous sequence. Of course. So you're running through a building, like shooting at each other and whoever does more damage by that last scene um, they did another stupid button mash. Like you have to button mash yeah. to get to a gun, but whoever had more damage, it's harder. They have to push the button more. Mm. That was like their little fight. And, and then that determines who shoots who. And then there's a different ending see, scene for um, each character, depending on who lives. Yeah. Really well done. I, I loved it. That That's actually pretty cool. Very cool. That so, reminds me of, oh, go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. So the dilemma, the reason, the thing that made it a little extra and like who you wanted, who you want to live is the dilemma is based on the fact that you've been playing with your other, your friend the whole time. And it, you find out he's betrayed you. He, he's an undercover cop. And so that, that betrayal makes you be like, oh, he should die. But then you remember that like his brother was killed because of the other character. He's, he's an undercover cop. He's been a cop. He's technically been a good person and made the right decisions the whole time. But he has a failing marriage. So if he dies, it's like, meh. Yeah. But like the the bad guy, the, sorry, the guy who's actually a criminal um, has been a criminal his whole life, but he has a family going that will miss him more if uh, he dies. So like it, it, it's a it's a toss up. Um, for storytelling's sake, I let the, um, the criminal live um, because it just made more theatrical sense because the, the other person betrayed you and so you should get to live mm-hmm. from a storytelling point of view. But it was a great game. That's pretty cool. That, but the thing you were talking about where like they're shooting each other, but then like you get to the cutscene at the end where one person actually dies. Yeah. That makes me think of like that classic video game thing where you're, it'll be, you'll be playing like Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah. And you're like taking bullets left and right, surviving, killing other people. But then like it goes to a cutscene and somebody pulls a gun on you, like one pistol on you. And you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're, like don't shoot. <laughs> it's like the one shot will kill you if you're in a cutscene. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. actually there, a corridor made a video about that. Whereas like they couldn't kill this, they couldn't kill this protagonist. So like they, they started filming him and made it a cutscene so they could actually kill him. Oh my god, that's, <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just a weird little video game trope. Yep. Cutscenes are, uh, how do you feel about cutscenes in video games? Are you pro, minus, don't really care? I am pro, but they have to be, they have to be good. Mm-hmm. I find that my, the best narrative games that I've played don't use cutscenes. They just sort of do it from your first person perspective. They'll just like start doing story around you. You know, rather than like lock you into a cinematic or whatever. I, I'm, I'm, the cutscenes are fine. I can deal with them. If they can do what you said correctly, right? That's better. Yeah. That's better. Because it can be really better. bad too. Yeah. <laughs> they can be, they can do that. And you're like, not, you're like in another room or you're like crouching, looking at something yes. else. And he, and the character's talking to nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the NPCs. Kind of a godsend sometimes if it's really boring <laughs> and you can just go around doing stuff. Yeah. 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 The, the flip side, I'm sort of 
both of these instances, I'm referring to Bethesda because they're always like, they do great and they also do terrible at the same time. <laughs> so like you can do that in Bethesda games. But then also sometimes, because it's not an actual cutscene, it's just a scripted event, sometimes the character will get stuck on something and it'll just break the game <laughs> and you just cannot progress any further. <laughs> at the end of Fallout 3, you, you, res- you resurrect this robot called Liberty Prime, which is like a, a massive robot built by the United States who like has like nukes on his back and he throws them like footballs at the bad guys. That's and he hilarious. says stuff like, you know, better dead than red. And you know, communism will always fail. And it's <laughs> so, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> um, but the thing is, so that, that was like the ending triumph was like, you were marching with Liberty Prime, destroying all the bad guys, marching to the Capitol or whatever. Right. Like 70% of the time he would get stuck on a car or something <laughs> and you would just have to restart. <laughs> so by the end of it, you're like, fuck Liberty Prime. Yeah, I don't want to be around this asshole anymore. Yeah, yeah. This dumbass robot. That's, so, that's really fun. So there's pros and cons to that yeah. sort of method of things. Yeah. I don't know why I decided to just review games for an entire <laughs> second. Like just, hey, these are games I've played. Yeah. Yeah, we've complained about games, new games. I brought my Xbox to the apartment. Oh, nice. Yeah. I guess when you first moved there, you have like a couple of days where like you literally don't have anything yeah, <laughs> to yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that'd be a good time to play Xbox, I guess. Yeah. And, and work on music. I've been trying to finish this Ronin, the Ronin song. I, I can't figure it out. What a pain in the ass. I've made like six different endings. I've changed it like, so many times. What if you just ended it? What if you just like stopped it at one point? I, that's my current plan, but it's like, that's lazy. Yeah, just cutting out in the middle of the song. Well, no, I have like a, I have a way to bring it back. Like, oh, just, you mean like fading out? You copy out the chorus. Yeah. You bring the chorus, you copy it over, and then you just end it after the chorus. The laziest ending. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but, I'm, but it's such a good song. To end it that way would be blasphemous. So what you do is you put the chorus, and then at the, after the chorus, it just goes... Okay, <laughs> okay. <one> <laughs> so, oh, you never Which watch I do Avatar. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I do that. Yeah. Um, but, um... You, you won't get this reference, but I, I was sampling uh, Uncle Iroh from Avatar yeah. for the song, but I was going to have like the chorus and then it fades down. But then I was going to have a distant reverbed uh, secret tunnel song. It's only funny if you know yeah, the secret they, tunnel they song. Really, Damn it, that <laughs> there's sucks. no context. It's really funny though. Secret tunnels. I guess most tunnels are secret. <laughs> if you think no. about it. <laughs> oh, most tunnels are secret because yeah, we haven't secretive. discovered Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was just hearing somebody complaining on the internet the other day. You know, as as you see all the time, right? They were they kept they were complaining about space travel because they said we've explored more of space than we have of our own oh, oceans. Fuck! And I'm like, what the heck no. is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know. Like, theoretically, space is infinite. Yeah, like that, it's, it's not even possible. They heard. You know what they heard? We know more about our moon than we do about our own oceans, and yeah. then that's become because the we moon know is more a fucking about, rock. It's a big <laughs> There's not much rock. to know about. No, there's nothing. Going going on and then that that saying has morphed into we know more about space all of space the entirety of space space, than our own oceans and now that guy's saying we have not know more about we've explored more (laughs) space than our own ocean that's like the worst game of telephone ever like holy fuck that's awful oh my god (laughs) that's so funny yeah dude Um, but like you talk to any layman's person I'm I'm talking specifically to the older demographic Mm -hmm. Um, they're like what is up there. We don't even need to go there. There's nothing in space to look <laughs> no, at. Nothing at all. Yeah. Not like precious materials yeah. or, <laughs> or way off this dying rock <laughs> that we live on. I know. Um, yeah. <laughs> like the so, future of humanity is here on Earth. This is freaking interstellar all over yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like, yeah, we're planning ahead. We're trying to plan ahead. If we don't plan, if we don't work on this now, we will die on this planet. Our time is running out. Yeah. I don't know. Part of me believes that. And part of me is also like, I really don't think we're going to succeed getting <laughs> What is left of the ocean anyway? What do we not know about the ocean? Like we've, Probably just, we've laser mapped like the entire thing, right? So we have like depth maps of everything. I didn't know to what extent we have that, like the um, resolution. and True. It's probably yeah. not perfect, but I mean, it's definitely more laser mapped than the universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, no, I've, I've laser yeah. mapped the universe. Don't worry. Oh my God. And then, oh, there's a good Ken M joke about like the, the remaining creatures that we haven't discovered yet. So I would Google that if I were you, because I'm not going to relay it. But, but how do, like what... I remember growing up hearing like, oh, we've only discovered like 20% of the creatures in the ocean or whatever the shit that was. Most of it's going to be like bugs and That's bacteria. That's the thing. It's like the remaining percent that would just be, yeah, like variations, right? Right. Like this this spider has like one red leg or something, you know, something <laughs> like that. Um, I don't know. There's not a whole lot. Like I like the ocean. Exploring the ocean is cool. But I don't, there's not a whole lot left to look at, poke around. Well, yeah, no, I'm not. I, I don't think it's what people are imagining. Like you go yeah. down and oh, there's a there's a Liplerodon. There's a yeah. There's which a, if that was the case, I'd be like, yes, divert the entire budget. Which yeah. by the way, by the way, the it's not like there's a big budget. lever that's like <laughs> space or ocean. <laughs> you know, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, related. Yeah, this, <laughs> what one switch that's whether or not we're paying for space or ocean. Yeah. Like, oh, do we want to put point like zero point seventeen percent of our budget towards space or the ocean? <laughs> it's like it's such a negligible amount regardless. But I don't know, man. Let's explore the ocean some more. What we should do is we should just you know the rocket, right? The rocket. The rocket. Yeah. That works in space. Yeah. The rocket. The rocket. Tesla rocket. Yeah, rocket five. And then you 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 just you take you know how it's on that that tower? You take the tower. You hit that little butt, that little lever, and it goes down. Mm-hmm. It goes down, and what happens? It points into the ocean. Yeah, you launch it into the ocean. Yeah. We could explore the rest of the ocean. Shit. Yeah. And then, and then you you detach the stage and the booster. It lands itself upside down on the tower, and then the tower comes back up, and then we have the yeah. booster again. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the walls are meant to withstand zero pressure on the outside. Yep. And pressure on the inside. Yep. Which is like way harder than pressure on the outside and and, no, and pressure on the it's inside. It's holding it together. It's because there's pressure on the outside and the inside. Right. What's the problem? It's you know what also it's called the Falcon Heavy, right? Heavy. So it just wants to sink. Sink. Heavy things sink. You don't even need to light it up until it's at the bottom. And that's like you wait till you're at the bottom and yeah. then you boost around. You boost around. Oh, it's a submarine. It's, it's a submarine. It's, I mean, a, it's it's a falcon. You know what is a falcon? It's a bird. That Birds eats fish. Eat fish. It goes in the water. Well, you know the fa- you know it's got like the fairings in the front that like open up. Yeah, like yep. the little whale mouth. Yep, whale mouth. You can eat the the krill. fish power. Fish have methane in them, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> you can also like you know oh, the oil. You can oil the <laughs> you fish. Can oil the fish. <laughs> you can burn. The right, it doesn't oil. run on methane anyway. It runs on kerosene. So there you go. You get the kerosene for the fish. Yes, yes. Why haven't they thought of this? Now it we all can comes back to oiling fish at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that was a great idea. I know. By me, I know. We, so. we that's what fish hat fish hatcheries are for. They oil the fish. There is fish oil. Like we're joking, but there is. Yeah, actually well, that was the, that was the thing. Is like I was saying we could run it off of, like a lighter off of fish oil, but yeah. you're like, how do you get the oil? <laughs> where does the oil come from? I actually don't know. I, don't know. Still. <laughs> I still don't know where the oil. I, I was thinking you just rub it, <laughs> and it sort of just slimes what's off. What's that? What's that thing? What's that stuff we get from fish that's really good for us? Meat. No, there's a chemical like I know it's zinc, right? You get is it zinc? I thought it was just when they say like fish oil tablets, they're just omega like it's fish three? Oil. omega three. Omega, f- oh, mm. what the fuck is that? I don't know. What what? Alpha what are omega. the other omegas? 
What, what's happened to one and two? Yeah. <laughs> Where did those go? I have a lot of questions when it comes know. to these kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, this, these fish? I'm sure they got all sorts of stuff in them. That's why we need to explore the oceans to find the other omegas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. What? I mean, look, if the, imagine there were dinosaurs in the ocean. Though. Like, <laughs> you said that, and oh, now it's back to I've this. been thinking about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where they went. Shit, they just dude. sank, and they started swimming. I want to pop into Ocean Rift now. <laughs> I want to go back to Ocean Rift. Yep. That's a game I'm hyped for and it already came out. <laughs> Did we already mention like the idea of having like a dinosaur Tamagotchi where it's just like, it's like Ocean Rift, but it's just like a dinosaur zoo. Oh, yes. Just, like like, a, like feed an, it. a virtual aquarium. Oh, yes. But with we dinosaurs. did talk about this. Ugh, I want that. And I want that so badly. Like it has a little, bu- you, you spawn, there's a bucket of meat. You throw the meat, dinosaur comes. Dinosaur comes. Fuck, it just sleeps. Someone's sleeping around over there. Yeah. That'd be great. I know. I'd be interested in like having like a whole array an assortment of yeah, creatures. Not just dinosaurs. You can yeah. swim around in there. Yeah. With your arms. Yep. With your legs. Um, How good a swimmer are you? Oh, uh, you see, it's hard to say because most of my time in water is spent in my pool. Yeah. And my pool is only like, I think the water is only like four feet deep, yep. five feet, no, five feet deep, mm-hmm. probably. Um, so it's like, I can't actually go fully vertical in the pool. So it's very hard to tell. I see. Um, I can, like, I can fairly easily swim like overhand across a pool. So like if I needed to get somewhere, I could I could survive. I wouldn't die. But I don't treading is something that I couldn't do as a kid, and I don't know. I haven't been able to check in a long right. time. No, that's that makes sense because you don't have water deep enough to check. And also traditionally these days, I've I'm like more normal weight, but I, I was very skinny growing up, which meant that I had no fat, which meant I didn't float. I just sank. Oh, that was always a struggle for me. Is I I always, I couldn't float. Like naturally, I can't float. I just fall to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I don't know how that's changed. I'm probably a little bit better in that regard. And also, I'm too terrified of the like lake to go out into the lake <laughs> the and lake just is, swim. Yeah, we also have the blue green algae, which is like like it's not just the threat of sharks. It's also the threat of yeah bacteria and chemicals. Jacob, there aren't any sharks in the lake. There's lake sharks, dude. No, there are not lake sharks. <laughs> Freshwater sharks, boy. I'm pretty sure there's only a couple species of lake shark, and I don't know if we have them here. We have all of them. <laughs> we actually have bred a lake shark. <laughs> but that that's kind of fucked. There's the bull shark. Which so for the longest time, uh, sharks were saltwater. They, they were a saltwater creature. And then this fucker swam up a lake and evolved there. <laughs> and so like people were just dying in this village, and they're like, "What the hell is killing them?" And then they see a shark, not a small shark. The yeah. bull shark is pretty sizable. And this little asshole swam upstream. That's the most terrifying thing: is a lake shark. That is That's terrifying. So scary. Or a if river you're not shark safe in the lake, where are you safe? Well, it's just like I don't know. That is not Bland. what you thought. Like, it isn't when you say it. Oh, it's a freshwater shark. You're like, oh, okay, whatever. But it's like, you don't think of large meat eating machines in like fresh water, that yeah. dark, dingy green water that you can barely yeah. see. Quote shit. unquote, fresh water. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> yeah, the nastiest water around. They're hidden. It's somehow so much scarier when it's in that green, murky water that you can't see. Oh, yeah. To have a shark dicking around of it. Which is why I don't even need a shark to me in that water to be terrified of it. Yeah, I know. It's pretty bad. I mean, honestly, like if I if I saw a sturgeon in that water, I would probably just die from drowning from like freaking out. That things, those things are equally creepy. It's, Holy yeah, fuck. They're like freaking shark sized. They don't want to bite you, but I don't care. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't want to be around I it. I don't want to be around those. My monkey brain cannot differentiate between the biting sharks and the non-biting <laughs> sharks. <laughs> Big fish. I really don't know how how well I can swim though. Like, mm-hmm. like I can maneuver around the water, but it's so slow. I think I might as well just be a bad swimmer. 
Like I'm able to like kick my feet and move my arms, but I'm so massive and there's so much water drag that I move it like a <laughs> the mile just displacement. an hour. Yeah, I know. It's so much. Yeah. It's so much effort. I'm pretty sure I'm just a bad swimmer because <laughs> like, I can't move fast. Hmm. I don't know what, I, I, I haven't really gone for speed. I'm, I'd be curious to try this. When we move to the, to the new pool, at our apartment, yeah. we'll, have to, we'll have to do some speed tests. Yeah, yeah, we'll do some speed tests. <laughs> Could you outrun a shark? That'll test? be that'll be <laughs> <laughs> challenge. <laughs> well, I, I just think we should race and then announce the results on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I'll win. I'll win. <laughs> Probably again. I move I'm very, very streamlined. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like <laughs> I just like whip it through the water. I just like sort of twist. I just do like a spin that gets me through. <laughs> I was more thinking of like your arms are flapping and you're just minnowing through the water. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Up and down. Dolphin style. Dolphin style. Well, I'm more of like an octopus. I'm like, I'm big and large and then I flap my little appendages. And yeah, yeah. Squirts forward. Squirt some oil. Yeah, yeah. The ink. Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Running dry. Well, yeah, we're very dry. Did you know Christian bought a MacBook? What? Oh, he finally did. Yeah, he bought a MacBook Air M2. M2 MacBook oh, Air. Oh, lucky bitch. Which, which a new, the newest one? The the brand new one. It came out like a couple of days ago. It's like basically the price that we paid. It's actually cheaper than the laptops we got. <laughs> it's like not that bad. And it's also better than both of our laptops. By, yeah, by, that's <laughs> by a long yeah. shot. <laughs> which is really sweet. And you know how much battery life that thing has? Wait, no. Do you many, you know How many hours do you get off your, your MacBook right now? Your Mac, 2017 I MacBook. Pro. I haven't paid attention. Um, if you even use the battery at this point, yeah, I kind of plug it in most of the time. Yeah, I think for me, it's like on decent use, I probably only get three or four hours at most. Like, it's not great. Yeah, especially maybe. in the summer. Yeah, I think like four to six, honestly. Yeah, it's yeah. The MacBook, the MacBook Pro battery used to be really bad, <laughs> really, yeah. really bad. His MacBook Air gets eighteen hours. On wow. one single charge. Wow. Isn't that nuts? That's pretty nuts. He can wear his down for like five years and then still have better battery life than we ever did. Damn. So that's so impressive. That's that's actually pretty crazy. Yeah. I've been having more and more um, glitches throughout my- Oh no. Like like just today I had Ronan lose MIDI data. That's a logic problem more, but yeah. um, it's bothering me. I, I it just shit was gone. Just notes. Like I was listening to it and I went, there's a hi-hat missing. And I went in there and I was like, yep, right here. The, just a hi-hat in this MIDI chain. That's like, for, that's MIDI unacceptable. unacceptable. Yeah. I had to find an earlier version. Sure enough, there was an, um, a hi-hat missing. And I was like, how the fuck did I hear that? What else has been missing? Yeah, exactly. That's my fear is when I write something, I don't know that I can recreate it if, if it's gone. Right. Not just that, but I don't want to not notice that things are just gone. Like in a professional software, having shit just disappear is not acceptable no. in any circumstance. Yeah, that needs to change. I can't work in that environment. Where is that? Is that? You think that's just um, logic doing? Like that's a logic bug? I don't know what it is, and it's it really bothers me. It's got to be right. It's, it's got to be a logic problem. I don't know what it is though. Um, I had this whole re region where I was doing these weird like click noises and tick noises, but they were randomly spa spaced, and I had adjusted that over like an hour mm -hmm. just to get the like the perfect yes. ambiance to it. And it was gone. The region was gone. I was like, I don't know how to recreate that. It, yeah. took, it took hours to do that. I don't remember what it was. And anything I do is going to be worse than how I originally did it. So I had to revert the whole project and get my MIDI stuff back, which right. I did. Because you got the backups, right? Yeah. So what I do now, so first off, Logic has backups. But if that doesn't work, I constantly save the state of my project in, an, in a copy. And I'm constantly saving it to that copy yeah. just in case. That sounds crazy, but- 
If you got to do it, at yeah. this point, if I got to do it, yeah. That just sucks having to deal with that. I know, I know. I don't, uh, yeah, that, I don't understand how that's even possible. Uh, have you Googled this? Is yeah. this some, some other people have had this problem? Nope. Oh, weird. Yeah. Okay. I haven't found a single person. Most of the time I Google it, people are asking stupid questions or just how MIDI regions work. I got to say, I might have said this in the podcast before, but I'm going to say it again. Google has gone downhill. Like their results over the past five years, I'll just pull out of my ass. Like it used to be you could Google and get relevant results. Now it's you Google and you get articles that sort of match your keywords. I can't stand it. I can't find what I'm looking for anymore. I'm sick of mm. seeing top 10, ar- freaking our pros and cons and top 10 articles for anything I search now. Yeah, yeah. It drives me crazy. It's like, I don't want this. I want the forum post where the guy posts the answer to my problem. Yeah. So I have a question. At our apartment, I doubt that the Switch and my Xbox 360 are going to um, fulfill our gaming needs. Oh, are no. we going to go in on a game console? <laughs> um, well, the Switch and the Xbox 360 gets you pretty far. Not the 360. The Switch definitely. The Switch definitely. The 360 has the classics, you know. It's got some of the classics. It's got a couple classics. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, well, here's here's my th- problem. Um, my only my main problem is just that you can't freaking get a console for MSRP. You know, you gotta like get right. it secondhand from some sort of scalper for like eight hundred bucks. Ridiculous. I don't think we should get like the PS Five. Well, right what now. what would you suggest? The PS Four. Like yeah. Yeah. Or like an Xbox One. Yeah, but if I was gonna like buy a console, I would kind of just want to get a recent one. You know I what guess I mean? That's fair. Like the PS4 is like ten, almost 10 years old at this point. Like there's a lot they of great games old. on it. Oh my God. It came out in 2013. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the old one now. Oh, I know. You're right. <laughs> yeah. You are right. That's sad. I mean, the PS5 is already a couple years old. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. How has this happened? But, you know, pros, cons. PS4 does can play CDs. PS5 can't play CDs. Also pros and cons, PS5 can play 4K Blu-rays, PS4 can't for some reason. And you would have gotten all this if you Googled PS5 versus PS4. <laughs> what? You were just talking about how when you Google something, the pros and cons. Oh, the pros and cons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't need to Google. I just know the pros and cons. <laughs> but you know what pisses me off about both those pros and cons? What? Is they're both software limitations. Both the PS4 and the PS5 have the same disc reading hardware. They can read all of the discs that exist. Why are they being assholes then? And so one of them can play this, one of them can play this, but like they have the same freaking hardware. Why then have they done that? Yeah, why this done have they then have <laughs> done this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Sony's weird sometimes. That's annoying. So uh, just going along with this tangent though. So you think, let's, let's, let's think, well, if we're going to buy a console, what consoles are going to be? Is it going to be, first off, Xbox, PlayStation, which side of the fence there before we go further? Um, I would personally say PlayStation probably, but I like PlayStation. I would prefer the console, but I'm worried about like game choices. Mm, yeah, I guess PlayStation is the way to go. Oh, okay, what what exclusives would you think you'd be missing out on? I don't Xbox? know what the exclusives are. Halo? Yeah. That's, that's, the, the Xbox doesn't have great exclusives. Mainly because um, since Microsoft lately has been doing like more of like an open thing, yeah. but they make their exclusives available and other stuff, so it's less exclusives. Um, yeah, I think PlayStation is the way to go. And now the the four versus five question. So I guess five like doesn't have much in the way of games right now. Yeah, I guess I'm mostly thinking about like future proofing. What PS4 games would you really want to play? I mean, I guess, there's the Shadow of the Colossus remake that I kind of want to try. That's pretty cool. Uh, that's a great is, game. The thing is, all the games I want to play, like I don't want to play all the AAA games. I, I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. What do you want to play then? Indie games. Yeah. 
Are the, do those exist so much on like consoles? I guess they don't. Maybe a console isn't a good idea. That's kind of where I've landed. Is like I don't. There aren't games. I mean, other than having the Switch, like there aren't games that come out on consoles that I'm like dying to play. Right. That I need to get a console for, especially the amount of times that, like I even play video games at this point. Anything I'm looking forward to is on PC or it's going to be on the Switch. Right. And it's expensive. And also it doesn't play CDs. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> You're really on the CD thing. That I don't have no, a lot No, because of the media player aspect of it is like literally what I'm going to use it for 90% of the time. Way more than playing games. Oh. That's, that's, like, that's a very important feature to me. I've got all the streaming stuff on my TV, so like, I don't really care. You can't stream CDs. I know. I don't have CDs. <laughs> I've got a box of them. <laughs> <laughs> I almost bought the Top Gun, the original Top Gun soundtrack yesterday at Barnes & Noble. But I didn't because I already packed my CDs. I'm like, you know what? I have to, I'd have to rip open the tape and put it in it. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the reason why you didn't get it. That's the reason why I didn't get it. Wow. Well, it was like the, the pain of doing that outweighed how much I actually cared about the songs on that album. You know? It, yeah. was, like, it was like a meh album. Pretty good. Not, not great. Fair enough. You know, they just put out Portal and Portal 2 on the Switch. Oh, I can finally play it. Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> and you will. <laughs> sure. Although I, I don't know if you'd rather play it on that or the 360. I'm just mostly thinking Probably about Probably the Switch. You think so? I think so. I guess I'll have to see how, how well it performs and everything. I, th- I, th- I think the Switch I think the Switch is a good idea. It should it should be fine. Yeah. I just don't like the controllers. That's my main thing with the Switch. I really hate the Joy-Cons. Oh, I, fair I mean you can replace them with other stuff. They're I've just, just gotten used to them so I don't complain anymore. They're just so small and like not very well, not very well built at all. Yeah, the joysticks don't feel good, even if they work. Yep, the buttons aren't the best, and like everything's so cramped together. Yeah, and it's so thin too. You gotta like like freaking fold your hand in order to hold it. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> so picky. <laughs> it's not as bad as a Nintendo DS though. Trying to play that as an adult is really painful. I don't know about you. I actually, have, I'm, I should pick up my DS, play it a little more. DS is a good console. Yeah, I gotta bring out my Brain Age Academy. You can easily bring that with you. I'd recommend bringing your DS. I'm going to bring my oh, DS. Yeah, I'm going to bring mine. I rarely use it, but it's good to have around. I'm definitely bringing my DS. Yeah. My biggest uh, complaint about the 3DS is like, it's, it's just a better DS, right? Basically in every yeah. way. Except when you want to use the D-pad for games rather than the circle pad that they have, then the D-pad's like below the circle pad. So it's like near the bottom left of the device. Yeah. So it's very uncomfortable down there. Like it's a great D-pad, but it's way down there. It's like yeah. your thumb's all bent over. I forgot about that circle pad. It's a, it's a great it's a great upgrade actually. Yeah. The circle pad was a great idea. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm sure. I guess we can end it. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I could keep going slowly, but we're not really, we don't have a lot of momentum. I know. I know. Uh, wait. Let's give it a second. Let's give it a second. 6 and a half hours later. Yeah, I'm going to make an executive decision. We'll, we'll end it here. Okay. Um cuz I, I we're not getting a lot of momentum. 